0: what's up ladies and gentlemen it's another episode of bird protocol your bird boys are back i'm back in canada uh, i'm one of your hosts palm reader i'm here with otis morris otis hey What's
1: uh, hey. Let's, uh we're going to be ripping and dipping and uh getting real uh anti-fascist and uh anti of uh, a big man small brain and
0: uh <laughs> yeah we're going to we're going to be ripping and rocking and rolling uh we're talking about uh one of uh our favorite bands a new band a newer band um yeah. to come out of the UK uh thought we'd do something a little bit more uh modern some music touch on a band we're both really really vibing with right now um today's mm-hmm. podcast is on the uh the wonderful band from across the pond known as Idols uh if you haven't heard mm-hmm. them before they're pissed um <laughs> i mean maybe not so much now i mean we'll talk about the new album yeah. but uh they they're they're uh, uh, a real uh amalgamation of so many different sounds and influences, uh-huh. uh, from album to album, even song to song. Um very unique and and uh and totally their own uh vocal stylings. Their vocalist is crazy, um crazy live. I mean I haven't seen them but I've watched videos uh uh-huh. and just consistent in putting out sick ass music like all of their albums bang uh yeah yeah it's it's uh they're they're quite quite incredible um for me it's a uh i found out about them on their with their second album joy is an act of resistance that's mm-hmm. where i kind of tapped in i've been following them ever since
1: um what about you uh i think it's yeah same that album that album was just really that album was huge uh joys and act of resistance was i think that's what made them pop off well the first album's fantastic as well but that one made them pop off i guess on you know in america and whatnot and i think that's the first time they toured canada was on that album and the second I album. To go to that yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. so they got the tour canada off of that album and i never got to go see them live unfortunately but uh my buddy Andrew did, who I think is actually the person who put me onto them. So shout out Andrew Welton, wherever you're at, um, hell yeah, fucking sick dude, uh, yeah, and he put me onto this band, and it's been this band just keeps coming back. In <clears throat> they just keep showing up in my life in strange ways. Like Joy as an Act of Resistance was fantastic, and I kind of forgot about Idols. Uh, which is just from my doing of me just not, you know, keeping up with shit that I like. Uh, I'm just really bad with that. And then, you know, out of nowhere, they've got a couple songs on the soundtrack for Peaky Blinders, which we discussed. Um, and a big part of us talking about that show was the soundtrack and how sick it was. And so they came up in that. And then, you know, more recently, they came back into my life when their newest album's produced by Kenny Beats of all fucking people, which is Shout- fantastic. Uh,
0: that, I got to say that Crawler is in my top five of the year. Mm-hmm. Kenny Beats. Shout out Kenneth Instrumentals. Because yes. he that uh, album production-wise is absolutely tight. phenomenal. It- phenomenal. I mean, all of their albums sound uh, really good. But this one, there's just like I think it's him bringing in his experience from Mm -hmm. EDM and from, you know, his actual hip hop career, producing career and uh, his, you know, schooling um, and just his kind of like because he's kind of turning into the next mm -hmm. Rick Rubin. Um, well
1: yeah we talked about that i think was it last night or the night before where i said that i think this is kenny beats tapping into his like rick rick rubin phase where it's like i'm no longer just doing one genre i'm going all over the place and i guess if you want to get right into crawler i guess we can because um and the kenny beats influence because i had just watched an interview on uh with idols on their kexp performance which if you like live band music and seeing them in good studios and Watch. Go. Go. Look at the KEXP YouTube channel. There's a lot of great alternative rock bands and whatnot that do great performances in their studios. So watch those. And there's a great interviewer. Uh, anyway, in that interview, he said one of the great things of with working with Kenny Beats was that uh, Joe Talbot, the vocalist and lyricist of Idols, for some songs he went in and just wanted to improv some lyrics, just feel the music, because um, particularly with crawler they wrote a lot of the music first and then lyrics came afterwards and th- where kenny beats came in is that kenny beats working with rappers spe- specifically we can talk about the fucking cave cuz that show is you know rappers rapping on the spot freestyling that inspired joe of idols to you know just freestyle some lyrics and then kenny beats being there and working in the rap medium you know is constantly just on the spot tweaking and fine tuning things You know, where like I think that that's the interesting thing is that uh, I think hip hop is very um, in the moment, like very right here, right now, whereas rock music and like, you know, it's very experimental. You can write a song and then come back to it like months later, and then, you know, you could fill out a whole new part. And I I, I don't know. So I think they really, Kenny Beats's influence, especially on the lyrical side. Uh, helped out a lot and then you know obviously he leveled up immensely on the music side because i don't think he's ever worked this much with i guess live instrumentation unless i, I could be I, I don't speaking. want
0: i think he I, he does uh i think he's been in other bands and i mm-hmm. he has a uh education in in music uh in mm-hmm. music yeah. theory and he i've seen videos of him crafting songs with live live sounds and stuff like that on his instagram there's actually a mm-hmm. I don't know if it's on his IG. I've seen a thing of him, like, a, playing
1: piano. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. Stuff he, like that, and I was like,
0: he, okay. But he, like, he made, like, a full, inst- like, it's not just piano. Like, he's playing guitar and doing all the stuff, and he's mm-hmm. a gearhead, too. Like, he's really into, like, actual, like, physical gear and stuff like that. I think one of the things that Kenny brought to it was the, the it gave them the ability to experiment a bit more because they felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Ken, in many ways, Kenny was experimenting too. So they yeah. came together and they were just like, we're just going to do this. And I like the fact that you said hip hop's in the moment because a lot of hip hop is. Like you get in front of a microphone and you're recording take after take and you're doing all that stuff. Yes, the beat making process is a lot like crafting songs. Yeah. Um, but usually a band shows up with songs already written to that they've worked on for a long Mm -hmm. time. And then they record it to the best of their ability, as opposed to coming in with music and then having the freedom to experiment and having a producer that wants to push you and put you into a, into a new kind of um, plane, a new, a new Avenue. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, of course there are plenty of, that's a sweeping generalization. I'm sure there are plenty of producers who actively encourage that kind of stuff. But a lot of the times, you know, like a band is like, okay, we're going to go record these five songs that are our best songs in our opinion. And we're going to go get them done. And then it's already kind of like structured and put together. Whereas hip hop, it's like, you know, you might do a verse on a song and then all of a sudden somebody's like, I want to jump on it and they might record a verse. And then you change your verse uh, or you're recording together in tandem and you're doing stuff. I mean, the, the immediacy of hip hop um, and and of the way Kenny Beats produces is really cool. I'm glad you said The Cave. If anybody likes hip hop production and likes rappers, and not just rappers, there's like pop stars and stuff on it that come on pop. Mm-hmm. I say loosely like bedroom pop or like alternative pop stars or R&B people. Like he gets all these crazy artists to come in and they get yeah. together and Kenny crafts them a beat. Uh and while he's making them the beat, they come up with the verse and then they or they free some of them freestyle it like off the dome. Mm-hmm. Um, and they put it together and then they show the the song at the end, and it's it's really cool and it's really fun and it's really funny. There's a lot of really dope artists on there, Vince Staples, Freddie Gibbs, um Mozzie did one this year. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to try and remember all of them because there's a lot. It's in season three now, but it's a great thing mm-hmm. to watch. Um, And I agree with all your points. I think that having Kenny come in and the experimentation made Crawler, to me, I mean, I have a I have a soft spot for Ultramano and Joy as Joy an act of resistance, but for me, Crawler was so much bigger um, and so yeah. much grander, more sweeping, that it quickly has become top five for me for the year. and uh, Yeah. Well,
1: as we talked about, experimentation, I think, was the key part of Crawler, which also in interviews, I think the album was written, conceived, and recorded all during quarantine. So uh, throughout the process, they mentioned that time wasn't a factor for writing the album. They weren't worried. They had no time streams, because it's like, well, when the fuck... what We don't know when we're going to be able to pour again or actually, you know, promote an album properly. Because, yeah. um, you know, a lot of people put out albums throughout quarantine, and some of them are fantastic. Some of them got completely lost in... Like, there, I'm sure there's so much great music that has come out in the last year and a half that people have just been, like... B- completely looked over it because like everybody's head is in a completely different space. Right. Yeah. So they took their time, I guess, realizing that. And then, you know, from what I could tell is they got them and Kenny beats got a fucking like lakeside mansion and just wrote an album. It's hard. I love it. And
0: I love it. it. One day I want that. I want that for me.
1: (laughs) Well, I always like me
0: me and Kenny beats in a mansion somewhere. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. well i'm particularly always been infatuated with the idea of a band the producer an engineer you know a couple songwriters whoever getting into a house and living together and just making it like a full-on creative space like and that's all that like goes there like because for me it goes back i think of like watching the there was an mtv documentary series about blink-182 making their untitled album like the one with like feeling this and i miss you and watching them just like actually sit in like a studio and just sort of like go about their day and then go back to like writing and recording music i was like that seems so fucking cool and then it goes back like even further to like the band the literal the band that when they made the album music from big pink when they were trying to separate themselves from Bob Dylan's backing band, they went and they got a house and they just turned it into a fucking studio. And they just recorded forever and ever for months on end. And like, that just sounds like just absolute like creative heaven. It's just like being in an area with all like-minded people that, you know, you're just there. And then, you know, Crawler, the album, you see that like there's a lot of like weird shit like the album like the song car crash like the weird sounds like those are all guitar sounds of the guitar player Mark Bowen fucking around with pedals and just making a guitar sound like a fucking car crash
0: yeah and shout out Mark Mark Bowen too because he's one of the co-producers it was Kenny Beats mm -hmm. and Mark Bowen who did it together and I think that they it's just it just hit magic um likes and the variety of sounds i mean you have songs that call back the old kind of idols energy but then you have songs like Mm. the beachland ballroom or mtt 420 rr um that have these kind of uh it's like it's like crawler is the idols multiverse you know what i mean like all of the songs are the same but kind of different a different variant you know what I mean like it's 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 crazy um and 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 I don't they released this album not too long ago it was 28th of September a Um, month ago
1: exactly like pretty much
0: yeah it was um uh that one or sorry that was uh uh my bad that was Beachland Ballroom um yeah 12th of November yeah you're right an album sorry I don't know why I screwed that up. My notes are chicken scratch. Um yeah, it came out recently, uh, very recently, and um I've just been enamored with it. But we should probably explain idols uh and and where they're from and who they are, and then we'll kind of talk. Mm-hmm. We'll come we'll we'll circle yeah. back around. Um, this has been
1: the very uh prescient crawler talk for the yeah. time. For, we'll, uh, we'll come back yeah yeah we'll come back we're doing the we're going quentin tarantino style we're starting at the ending we'll go to the middle we'll go to the beginning we'll jump around a little bit you know we'll come back to it
0: and i i just want to say as unlikely as it is uh i got i've gotten the idols like on tweet a couple times um for for my ranting and raving about how much i like this band if you guys are listening uh you guys fucking rule for Shout out you guys from Canada. I hope more people listen to you and keep doing what you're doing uh on the odd chance that they listen in. Cause I tagged them on a, on a tweet today and uh I know they, they've, they've seen my other tweets. So if, if you are listening, shout out you guys. And if somehow this gets to Kenny beats ears, Mr. Mr. Kenny beats salute you. You're one of my favorite producers, uh, in hip hop, and obviously, Mr.
1: <laughs> Kenneth Longergan Instrumentals. <laughs>
0: um, unlikely that they're going to hear this, but I wanted to say it. You shoot my shot, you know. Anyway, uh, Idols to the universe. Idols, uh, stylized all caps, much like my name. Uh, our British mm-hmm. rock band. They were formed in 2009 in Bristol, England. Um, everybody calls them like a post post-punk band or whatever but they don't like to call themselves a post-punk band they they actively yeah. say we're not a punk band um which is you know uh yeah i guess um
1: you know i mean yeah like there will like as we've talked about like even i guess if you go we were just talking crawler if you were to say they were a punk band and then it showed you crawler that you'd be like that's not a punk band. But it was um, even before Crawler that they were like, we're not a punk band. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know. But th- I'm just saying that's how much like if you if if you only heard brutalism and Joy and act of resistance, you're like, yes, this is punk adjacent. Specifically, I think lyrically, I think they hold a lot of the same themes and, you know, mentality that a lot of punk bands like they're very left-leaning in their politics and they're very very encouraging very positive in like towards everybody like all their lyrics are incredibly positive unless it's specifically about assholes that are negative (laughs) yeah Um, um
0: and and i think that one of the things too that 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 they do very well is um writing towards the uk middle class or or lower class yeah lower class yeah definitely um or lower middle class i mean what is middle class anymore it doesn't really fucking exist but um
1: yeah it's a huge gray fucking blob of who knows uh, what
0: because i'm sure there are people that are in the middle class that are working as hard as people in the lower class now with uh, you know inflation and in the way everything is but anyway it's is music for well, the, the, the the lines the, constantly moving yeah, and whatnot the, and it's music for the the what the 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 blue collar uh common denominator lower lower mm-hmm. f- in the social structure folk uh, the the regular salt of the earth type um and but at the same time uh i have to say lyrically idols is one of the most interesting bands that I've heard uh, newer bands lately Mm -hmm. because um, all of the songs are about different things. Some are Mm -hmm. from the perspective of Joe, the, the, the vocalist Uh, others are um, kind of like thought experiments from the point of view of people going through Mm -hmm. different experiences or from the point of view of like a, 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 you know, a, I I can't I'm not can't think off the yeah. top of my head but like um,
1: like there's th- a specific song uh, uh freaking what it was, uh ten something Gotha, where is it's about uh his friend's depression and like the lyrics literally say this is what my friend said and the lyric is the song's just quoting what his friend told him and like some like that's the thing I I I love so much about his lyrics is that I never have I never wonder what the song's about and. But- yeah. His lyrics are also like like um another great lyricist one of my favorite Keith Buckley from Every Time I Die. The thing is, I love Every Time I Die. I don't know what the fuck half their songs are about. His <laughs> vocabulary and like well Keith's literally a writer. He's literally an yeah. author of two great novels and he I I, I don't know. His, his level of writing and comprehension of the English language is so far above mine. Whereas idols, it's like this is like working like I
0: You understand? They're not.
1: They're not like fucking like children lyrics. It's not like this is nursery rhyme, amateur hour. They're fantastic, well written lyrics, and it's not too much metaphor. It's not too super straightforward. It's just like perfect. It's It's like yeah, it's like a working class punk music. I don't know. It's 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 right. It's
0: right in the middle of of being um, almost Mm, It's not pretentious. It's it's like it's like talking to someone with experience you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's like yes. when you talk to somebody who has has experience in something but also has experience in real life and they can relate it to you in a way that's both yeah. um like the that's best both way to poetic say like, but both but also common like it's it's very straightforward it's it's this yeah. right sweet spot like you said before yeah. between straightforward and like poetic like
1: um never fight a man with a perm me and you both know exactly who that song is about. We both know that jock <laughs> asshole that that song is about. Yeah. And, like, there's so many great lines in that, in that song. Like, you look like a walking thyroid. Like, what the fuck? You're you, One big ha- hand with, like, sausage hands. It's, like, it, it's... It, they, their lyrics have a sense of humor. They're self-aware. And it's also forward-thinking. And it's just... And it, yeah, it doesn't try to like be super fancy. Like, you know how like fucking uh, 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 like gent bands, like it, you can just tell it's like they're sitting in a room with a thesaurus coming up with words to say. Yeah. And it's like, you don't yeah. know what you're saying. Shut up. And it's like this. It's just like, yeah, these are so straightforward, but yet so uniquely, obviously his experience. Yeah, and it's
0: the way that it's presented and the different perspectives and and the kind of, uh, finger on the pulse of, of what's, um, can be both pondered, but, but also just like straightforward experienced. You know what I mean? It's, it's so smart. It's such smart songwriting. Um, and it's, I just think it's outstanding. Like, I'm glad we got to talk about it because listening to their discography coming up to this, um, was, And really paying attention was quite, uh, it, it, I all, it was like reaffirming what I already knew, but it was, you know, when you really listen to something and pay attention to it, um, you see all the kind of like, see all the moving parts and everything. And it just, I just see how kind of like flawless the songwriting is. Um, Now that's not to say there aren't songs I prefer more than other ones or albums I prefer, but overall idols consistently putting out uh, music that, that is um, wholly their own and wholly presented as their own high energy. um, And, and even the slower songs, high energy, they're able to evoke emotions. But as you said, there's also a lot of tongue in cheek, humor and self self self-awareness uh, and it's just outstanding songwriting. I, I, I mm-hmm. can, couldn't, couldn't give higher praise. Um, and like I said, going back over them recently, it would just reaffirmed everything. I was, I was like, wow. Uh, you know, um, and so I should say the members of the band are Joe Talbot, uh, Adam Devonshire, Mark Bowen, Lee Kiernan, and John Bevis. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're, um, uh wildly all of their releases have been critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Um Crawler was seven, eights, nines across the board. Uh uh Brutalism, their first album proper was nines, sevens, eights, uh four and a half stars, four stars, you know, high high, mm-hmm. high praise. Same with Joy as an act of resistance. Um that well, album well, that was-, was
1: generally considered like one. The best albums of the year. Uh, yeah, it was,
0: you know, again, 8.5, 88, 90, 4.5 stars, 4 stars, 5 stars. Uh, the only person that gave them a kind of bad uh review doesn't surprise me on this one because this this company is consistent. I don't know who they hire to write reviews because most of their shit is way off, but it was pitchfork, gave them a six point eight. Um, yeah well
1: Pitchfork is just Pitchfork's become a joke it's, it's just a fucking it's literally journalism for shit posters like it's it's such a fucking clown show over there like I don't know, man. If, if you're gonna tell me another fucking dream pop fucking idiot that's like 22 years old is putting out like a perfect 10 album again, you can suck my fucking dick. Like, <laughs> I just like, yeah. sh- like I don't know, man. Don't they're, know. So fucking, they, uh, they're so and they just so get your ass. I hate, they, yeah, no, they, I specifically they, hate Pitchforks. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I I'm I've grown tired of them as well. But I mean, of course, it is just their uh, opinion or whatever. But whoever they're doing their reviews maybe hire someone who's not a pretentious uh, yeah
1: like even even something like they gave like a zero star review to like a Greta Van Fleet album and it was just like okay this is a guy that just clearly hates nostalgia and he just hates his own father so here's him just letting it (laughs) out in an article because his dad still jams Led Zeppelin's like whatever dude Fucking Greta Van Fleet made an album for dudes that want to relive the seventies, and guess what? They're fucking killing it in that realm of people that want to listen to seventies fucking dad rock. Like, just let them fucking rock, my dude. Like, yeah. Uh,
0: and then of course there's <laughs> Ultramano, which was released uh, last year in September. Um, that's actually where Kenny Beats and Idols connected. Uh, Kenny Beats produced one of the songs. Um, I can't remember right now off the I
1: top of my head. Feel like it was probably Model Village.
0: No, I think
1: I don't know because that's the song that does have Slow Tie on a remix. Um, or maybe oh, I think he just he did programming on Ultramano. So whatever programming is encapsulates in in the production yeah. realm. Is that, okay. I think programming that's m- mainly like doing electronic stuff, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. So
0: like sure. that's like sampling and and electronics mm. and all stuff. Okay. Um, and that album also did fairly well. It was a little bit more split because that album is a little bit more eclectic. Um, but uh, mm. in my mind, it's it, it's not as I mean, seamless as with Crawler. I find like Crawler is more yeah. seamlessly. Ex- Experimental, whereas uh ultra mono has a little bit of mm-hmm. jarring changes, but it's yeah, still, but I feel
1: like we wouldn't get crawler if ultra mono didn't happen. Oh yeah, That's, and ultra mono's like the still, natural it's the natural uh progression,
0: and it's it's still um uh uh it's still uh, uh a great album. It it's a lot more um kind of like whereas joy is an act of resistance was in the sweet spot between kind of straightforward and and poetic this one it it, it airs I, it it's slightly off the mark on some of the songs i feel like i feel like it's really angry but to be fair at that time a lot of people were very angry uh you know september 2020 Uh, And all this stuff leading up to it and the stuff that's going on in England and the stuff that's going on around the world, Mm -hmm. uh, I can kind of understand where that anger is coming from. Um, But it it received some really good uh, reviews, some middling reviews, but more good than others. A lot of four stars. There's one 10 out of 10, um, you know, uh, 8.5. Four out of five yeah yeah so you know people and
1: they're a fantastically reviewed band and they should be um like so far their albums have been consistently great and different um you know it's not like um you know like this is a band still steadily climbing and you know still getting better which is amazing because this they're also an old band like I believe I think most of the members are in their mid to late 30s like th- usually music is like a younger person's game but th- this band you know they they got better with age and obviously better as musicians songwriters and you know sometimes that speaks to it. as we talked about earlier while talking lyrics is that you know the clearly these great lyrics come from real life experience and, you know, and that's why like sometimes younger bands, they often, that's their fault is, you know, their lyrics aren't that great. And that's why a lot of, I guess, punk, punk adjacent genres, usually just a lot of their songs just kind of boil down to youth and, you know, what it's like to be young and, you know, these guys being older, you know, you get a different, different perspective and, Yeah, and I think that's why the newer albums also shift further from um, the punk sound and almost more into something more in line with, like, David Bowie, almost. Like, it's, it's, yeah, they're very, the newer, the two latest albums are very not, uh, you can't put them in this very specific box.
0: No, and I mean, even the... the kind of roots of that are there on brutalism and even more so on joy as an act of resistance. Like you, Mm -hmm. if you listen to the albums one after another, after another, it presents itself as like a perfect timeline and perfect evolution, which is Mm -hmm. one of the things I wanted to talk about, talk about a band that's aging and evolving gracefully, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of people who are a lot of bands. I see that either refuse or, either bands or artists who refuse to grow because, you know, a lot of stuff about music now is boiled down to stats and numbers, especially Mm -hmm. with larger, larger things. So it's like, you know, or you have bands or you have bands and artists that immediately jump to whatever trend is hot or, um, you know, or, they break up and then they just reform as another band doing a completely different sound. Um, mm-hmm. And I just feel like there's a, a, a way that you can grow as artists and as musicians um, and you can experiment without having to uh, lose your identity. Like idols is consistently idols, but just getting better. And I feel like I haven't seen that kind of growth so much. Um, in a lot of bands recently, it's like either just like a hard left into something different or the uh-huh. band breaks up or a band refuses to make anything different. It's just like the same album retooled over and over again. Uh, yes. And these are make no mistake albums for the sake of albums. Like I, they have a very, very specific track listing and they've thought it through and they have uh-huh. put it together in a way. And I love that.
1: Um. Well, that's that's a. I'm glad you said that because uh, I say specifically with joy as an act of resistance like that. The lot there's so many like thematically it's dealing with Brexit. It deals a lot with toxic masculinity and you know meathead sort of jock culture and sort of stuff like that. And you know these guys being obviously you know not like these guys are outsiders. If you watch their live show, they're silly. They they're a silly hilarious band like dude performs in his underwear and dances around and it's like yeah this is not like meathead stuff like this isn't a trapped under ice concert where everyone's just mad to be there it's like why'd you even leave your house today like fuck off like um but joy is an act of resistance they thematically wanted to focus on those themes the song colossal was written specifically as the opening track and they wanted it to be just a long ominous like they described it they're like yeah we wanted this to be like a cinematic thing where like it's building up and then the song builds up and then it just stops and then it kicks into like the really fast like stone cold steve austin part and it's just rips and, like, that that was all a conscious decision. Like, this is how we're going to start our album. We're going to start it long, tedious, and then just kick you right in the fucking dick, and which is then the perfect precursor for the rest of the album because the album shifts between this dark, like, gloomy sort of, like, anger, but also mixing with, like, like uh, very positive which is
0: Hopeful. yeah which is I, why know, it's
1: called joy as an act of resistance like they're trying yeah. to stand up to all this shit in the world by just being like let's just be happy
0: yeah and it's it's some of the things that people said about it like um Dave Simpson from the Guardian said it was 11 songs of focused cathartic rage rooted in their own experience and mm-hmm. called Idols yeah. Britain's most necessary band and i i'm glad that you because the kind of state of britain is something that flows through all of the records specifically uh joy is an act of rebellion and um uh and um ultra Mono. resistance i realize uh, resistance i said rebellion. probably rebellion uh, yeah, a lot sorry too. if we screwed it up uh joy is an act of resistance, resistance. and
1: rebellion are pretty interchangeable
0: yeah though. well anyway i'll say no. the right one joy is an act of resistance <laughs> my bad um that's no, not good I just know. I just call it joy because it just says joy yeah, on the cover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'll just call it that um, joy. Is yeah. is uh you know it attempts to tackle so many different things like you said the toxic masculinity and the the kind of machismo that's permeating this world post uh me too and the weird divides that are happening between everybody and the stuff going on with Brexit and the stuff going on in the world and these things kind of like flow through both Uh, all of the records um, Mm -hmm. and in many ways it's very emotional at times. Like you, you've, they pull surprisingly uh, they go surprisingly deep at times Mm -hmm. throughout all of their records, but then it's matched with this kind of uh, ferocious joy uh, or, Mm -hmm. or hopefulness that, that is, you know, something that is outstanding and and another thing that some that someone wrote about it um they said it's one of the most inspiring stories. this is ged uh, baby jed baby i don't Baby? i don't know how to say his yaga? name g-e-d-b-a-b-e-y is that baba Get yaga baby um Anyway, they call he said it one of the most inspiring albums I've heard in a long, long time. Punk rock reinvented and not wearing a mask of masculinity or yoke of trad- tradition, but a wicked smile and its broken heart exposed but in its exposed but still beating in its chest. Punk rock, which instead called instead of calling for anarchy and saying I don't care is shouting unity and love is all. Um it, it's uh, another guy said, uh, it's an album that manages to combine grief, self-loathing, and the re and a realization that's life that life is better played honest with fine tuned, brutal sound, something like bent sheet metal being hammered straight. Um, all of these are such sick lines. Uh and they're so right. like idols turn to trauma and a- turn trauma and anger into aff- affirming lessons on joy as an act of resistance, crafting a cathartic masterpiece that wears its heart broken but still beating on its sleeve. like and that's true. like that's mm-hmm. I, I'm using their words because that's actually how it is. Listening to idols is like being pissed off and happy at the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I, I, the best way to like the song Danny Nadelko like that perfectly encapsulated like it's such a upbeat happy catchy song. Like it sounds like like it kind of has like rhythms of like almost like a fucking dropkick Murphy song. Like you want to go get plastered at a bar and just sing like yeah. Yada, 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 yada. And then it turns it's a it's a it's a song about pro-immigration and like loving everybody. And it's, yeah, like, it's, sick. it's, and it's so like sick. And it's like, oh shit! I didn't even pick up on that. And it's like, well, that makes me even want to even more go to a bar and drink with people and fucking sing this song. That's- and
0: it, you know, it, I like what one of the one of the reviewers said about taking about not being held by the yoke of tradition. That they're just doing whatever they want to do. And I think that that honesty and that willingness to kind of like not be what people expect. Uh, And Mm -hmm. just being like honest in your songwriting and the stuff that you want to say, it really makes you as an artist, any artist, go from a level of, oh, I'm making this as like a crafting something for someone, it injects you into it. You know, if you're putting yourself into the art and willing to say, hey, I'm going to break free of the chains of what's expected of me then you wind up with oftentimes wind up with something that's, that's um, almost timeless Uh, and all of their albums to some degree or to the utmost degree do that. And it's, you know, it's just brilliant stuff. Like (laughs) I can't, I, I can't say enough. Like I was last, we were supposed to record. Oh, for all the people listening, sorry, we didn't put out an episode last week. Uh, unfortunately I'm in quarantine. Um, so, uh, I don't worry. I'm not sick. Uh, I've taken multiple tests. They've all been negative. Uh, but unfortunately the Canadian government isn't playing around right now. So, uh, I'm in quarantine after returning from the United States. Uh, and we, that kind of just screwed everything up and we just weren't able to get it done last week, but last mm-hmm. week upon returning. And while I was driving up, I was listening to these albums and I was listening to them playing uh, uh, well, playing rocket league and a couple other games. And I just oftentimes found myself not going into the next game because I was just listening to, to, to the um, albums. And I was like, this yeah. is just so good, man. And then I listened to it again a couple of days ago Uh, and I've been, like, going through it again. And it's just the more and more I listen, the more I'm like, Mm -hmm. damn, they really did this. Like, this is
1: crazy. Yeah. Dude, I have the same similar experience. I was listening to Crawler while playing Rocket League by myself, which I don't normally do. I usually only play with you and Cody. But I was like, fuck it. I'll play by myself. I was playing some ranked matches, which usually I get my dick kicked in in ranked. But listening to Crawler, like, I, it just like, I was tuned in, like I won like three games in a row, like six, nothing. It was, I was just like, this is easy work. Like I'm just the album. It just was flowing through me it was, uh, you know, I was,
0: it's it's incredible stuff. It's truly incredible stuff. And I'm, I, you know, I'm so happy we decided to talk about them and then I got a chance to kind of dive into it more um because i did watch some of the uh the live performances and i, I think i did watch the kexp one or is it they're in the studio they have a, right
1: they, yeah they well they they've done a couple of kexp ones um but yeah they yeah um,
0: um and it's they're they're they sound flawless like it's <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like you you rarely come across a band that not only like performing live sound incredible and the and the live versions of the songs do the recorded songs justice, or sound very similar to it.
1: Um, and, and I think perf- the the best like the what if you watch their uh, NPR Tiny Desk performance, that really nails their energy in like perfectly because like the whole point of like the Tiny Desk performances is to like really strip it down, do the smallest possible performance of your music that you can. And then them being such a, like a big live performance band, they still absolutely take that same energy from a stage and do it. in. it's the best, it's the best one. It, it's that. And like the Mac Miller ones, like the best too. And yeah, that Tiny Mac Desk. Miller
0: one is crazy. Rest in peace to him. Um yeah. The, uh, uh, I guess I should say that there are two, uh, th- sorry, three, um, EPs that came out between their formation. Um, uh, and it's funny that you said that you were like, yeah, they, they seem older. Well, I mean, they met in, uh, uh, university, um, and, uh, in, at the university of West England and they created the band, um, and, uh, and, and they were just making music and, and Talbot said it took us a long time to get productive because we didn't know what the fuck we were doing at all. We were all fucking terrible for a long time. And I think that that's something too, that, that adds to this band where it's not like some bands are just like, Hey, we're going to get together and we're going to immediately try and do this amazing stuff. But these guys had been kind of fucking around and tinkering and doing stuff for a long time. Um uh-huh. And uh their first EP, which I actually haven't listened to, um Welcome, they the they was it was just made by uh de- bassist uh de- I think it was just hold on, I want to get this right because
1: I don't really know. I believe I it's it. just the bassist and the vocalist. Uh I think I, think I read the same thing. Which and, and if and you listen to those
0: oh go ahead, sorry.
1: Oh uh, I, I I gave those EPs, like the early EPs, a quick listen and like yeah, it's very much in line with the sound of brutalism and joy as an act of resistance. Um, but you know, it's clearly you know their indie releases. They were you know not a like you know very well versed band at the time. You know, they probably only had a couple songs and were just putting out whatever they had. Um, but no, you you can you can hear um, instances of what they are now on those EPs. Um, but yeah, I think you're probably, you're probably just better to go with brutalism and onwards, yeah. but, um, I
0: mean, it's, they're yeah. an interesting, um, an interesting, lo- it's an interesting place to, to look, uh, if you like them, but I mean, the band has said they don't really like, uh, uh, they don't really like, um, the, uh, their first demo, they openly say that they don't like welcome. Uh, and then that was in 2012. So they had been a band for three years, quote unquote. Uh, and they were just known around Bristol and stuff like that. And then eventually they got a a, a full band and released the EP meet. Um, and, um, that was in 2015. Uh, and it's, I haven't listened to that either. But, um, um, yeah, Brutalism is, I I would say, probably the place to to start for, uh, I mean, you said that. I'm just agreeing with you. I I haven't really heard the first two, uh, and I didn't take the time to listen to it because I was too locked in on the albums. Um, But, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and also, this is a band that I don't really know that much about. Like, I mean... I know in my experiences with the music and stuff like that, but neither of us have seen them live. They're from another country. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, you know, I I didn't really realize until doing the research that those existed. I think I saw the Meat EP on, on Apple music or something, but I don't think I looked at it because maybe I thought it was a different band. Cause I think there's a couple other bands that are called idols. Um, maybe I don't know. But they're like small bands, like hardcore bands and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, I'm wrong. Maybe I I may maybe it was just my mistake. Either way, um, Brutalism is uh uh quite the interesting first album. Um, it's a lot, I don't I don't want to say rough in the sense of like production wise, but it's a little bit more abrasive. Um
1: it's. I would say it's. It's darker. It's definitely yeah. darker in tone than Joy. Like um, a lot of the songs are like. Like Mother is about you know like working class being overworked you know as, yeah. as I mentioned earlier ten forty nine Gotho that's literally about his friends that telling him that he's depressed uh, Benzo is about his drug addiction, uh, yeah like it's very like it's not uplifting which I guess, you know, hence the name Brutalism um, <laughs> as well. Uh, and then, which I guess is why joy as an act of resistance is what it is, is because they wanted to depart from such, I guess, just gloomy things, even though they are writing about, as I said before, they're writing about dark things, but they managed to, you know, up, uplift them a bit, you know, with some little bit chunk, uh, and cheek humor um it's just good writing and it goes
0: back to what i said about how you can kind of trace a through line as the band progresses where brutalism is is um is a lot darker a lot angrier but not in the positive way i mean it still has some Mm -hmm. funny lines and it's a great record uh outstanding first record um but joy comes along and kind of further shakes away the kind of expectations um, Mm -hmm. and refines the whole kind of tragic comedy aspect of their lyrics and the kind of finding the joy in the anger Um, that kind of obviously through writing and creating brutalism, they've found this this thing that they held on to and moved into making Joy as an act of resistance. And then from there, they just continued to expand on that until you get to Crawler, which is, um, again, like the multi, uh, I, Idols multiverse. Uh, yeah, they really <laughs> in, in opened album.
1: up the door, door, door on that one. Yeah,
0: like that's, it's all all over, Um and, and, you know, the, I would say brutalism is darker in what it's upset of. I mean, they're all, they all tackle like real life stuff. Well, I look, mean, that's one of the look, things.
1: The, oh, brutalism is literally about uh, the singer's mother died in during the recording uh, or making of that album. So that's the influence of the dark tones on that. <laughs> um and that she's also the woman that is pictured on the uh album cover of brutalism so well there you know there you go um like but, i'm saying like this band you, you think there's like oh there's so much to unearth but it's like literally a lot of it is very surface it's like you know it's not a lot to like unravel like thematically and like they're very honest Yeah, very, it's straightforward. And that's the thing is you don't think about the lyrics as much as the lyrics make you think about like other things. And it's like, oh, like you think about like, you know, the song mother, like my mother worked 15 hours, five days a week. It's like I can, my mother works 16 hours, six days a week, seven, how the song goes. And it's like, I can under, like, I get that. I understand a mother working their ass off to provide for their children. Like it's very straightforward and like, I don't know. I can't, I can't praise their lyricism enough of how it perfectly straddles that line of not being pretentious but also being open to interpretation but also being very specifically about something. Well, like, That's I, just great songwriting. And
0: that's something that like so with my music I try to strive for. I find that there's a sweet spot between being honest uh, and being kind of poetic or, you know, waxing romantic and being accessible. And, you know, I don't know if I always do it, but I try to. I try to inject enough of myself into it, but be honest about it and straightforward about it so people could relate. But I also want to add the kind of accoutrements of, of songwriting you know, of, of making something bigger of exploring bigger ideas and stuff like that. Sometimes I fail. Sometimes it works. Idols. Almost every song is like, you know what it's about. It makes you think about things that are real and apply them to yourself. And yet it's still well-written, but accessible. Like they use Mm -hmm. all the, all the stuff that they write is, is, accessible to everybody but it's very smartly well smartly written well put together um and and in many ways kind of poetic realism like it's like you know what I mean like they're they're singing these well-constructed songs meant to evoke something but they're talking um about things that are true to them and true to many other people and you know Another thing that I think is great, too, and we touched on it briefly, is that they is that they are speaking out against things that are, um, you know, happening to the lower middle class, lower class and Mm -hmm. to immigrants and to uh, uh, non-binary and LGBTQI people and to uh, speaking out against kind of like uh, false machismo and 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 the div- these weird divisions and this whole idea of you know uh of identity and all the and they're just trying to shatter all of these like negative uh ideas and preconce- preconceptions and trends and attack them straight on with like a kind of like sly grin on their face you know what i mean like it's like a oh. it, it's like I, I don't, it, it's, it's what punk should be now. I don't, I know they don't like being called a punk band, but the, the, the ethos Um, yeah. and I love the fact that someone wrote instead of saying anarchy everywhere, it was unity and love overall or love, love wins all and stuff like that. And that's really where it, uh-huh. it's crazy that we need, that we need that right now. And that that's like a, a, a kind of like uh you know, uh, uh the outsider point of view <laughs> you know like that's kind of fun yeah. that that's what we need but they're the people that are there saying it and I love that there's a band that is doing that because like a lot of s- music lately is very um you know pop music is very superficial um yeah and it's always been to some degree mm-hmm. but uh, as of late there's a lot of superficiality in a lot of music uh and not saying there's nothing wrong about making a song that's just fun and whatever and it doesn't matter um but it's nice to hear somebody speaking through f- from their own experience for the people i guess is what i'm trying to say um having some weight yeah. to their words and their lyrics and you know really pushing for um uh you know equality and co- and being good and uh you know but also being honest about the shit that a lot of people have to deal with you know it's mm-hmm. it's, it's just really really again you and i both can't can't shout out their songwriting their lyricism and their music mm-hmm. i mean their music is fucking bang so i mean well
1: like, yeah well the music itself is I... Their music, it's, it's so interesting because I, I realized this recently is their songs, like, they basically only have one drum beat. They do go... Just at different tempos. And all their songs and sort of go over that. And it's very, it's very simplistic. Like, at its core, their songs are very simplistic. And it's just built around, like, a riff... Like something like like Model Village, like do 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 uh, uh, Colossus, <laughs> bom, bom. <laughs> like never fight a man of a perm, down 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 down. Like it, it's all all their songs are based around like a very very like simple thing, and the way that their songs grow and build, it's so it it it's like as I said like. Colossus is probably the best example of it, where it just starts with the drum, like just the drumsticks, like, and then the bass comes in with the boom, boom. That's a and then somehow, and then somehow that song just builds into like a crazy punk song at the end, and like, I don't know, like it's crazy. And then the other thing about their songs that like just that I love is how fucking danceable their music is like their music makes me want to dance like the best the best version on the new album crawler the song the new sensation which i think is literally about dancing that's my interpretation of the song it's literally just about dancing that song makes me want to get up and dance which is one of the lyrics is get up and Shake that or slap that dance floor, boom boom, 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 like I, I don't know, man. Like this song, like so much of their music, like make, makes me feel like I'm like walking down the street in like a '90s cartoon where my legs are like really long. I'm taking like really big frog steps, and just like walking down the street, and everything's just moving past me, and I'm just too cool for like everything around me. It just puts me into a trance of movement that I love, that and,
0: and the the thing about Crawler too is that there's is that the songs are so big and sweeping, you know, like mm-hmm. even the first song, the MTT four twenty RR, which ends in the uh, uh like it's a build up and it keeps it starts with the synth sound and the yeah. uh, Beachland Ballroom or King Snake, uh just outstanding work outstanding guys i wish some some when this is over we got to go see them we got to go see them and when they come here we got to go see them. we got to go get we get take a flight to the uk and show up and then get a sign that says we made a podcast about you (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I was showing, I was watching uh, live performances of them this morning and afternoon, and Pear was watching, and she was like, yo, this is sick. I was like, yeah, like, I want to see this band live. Specifically, so I want to see them, like, live in the UK, because, like, watching them play at, like, UK festivals was insane. But UK's music festivals are just on a whole other level uh, over yeah. there. That's, that's what a legitimate rock fest should look like. Like, over here, you can barely scrape together five actual rock bands that aren't like 50 year old dudes just trying to cash in a check like and a very, lot of the festivals are
0: just here so
1: poorly run so poorly yeah, run. yeah. Yeah, having worked, which is why, like you'll see them happen, like three years, and then they just disappear. Yeah, like having, I don't think there's like a long-standing Canadian festival anymore. Having, having, worked, other than like Jazz Fest, which isn't jazz anymore because Kanye West headlined it three years ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh,
0: having, having worked for for and seen the behind the scenes of festivals, I know how much work it goes into it, and how much time and effort and energy. But I also see how much how How much corners are cut to try and save money and to do you know this, that, and the other thing, and I see uh I've seen certain festivals do incredibly well, and to see somebody pull something off like that and to do it well and do it well for the artists and do it well for the. Um, for the festival goers. Uh, it's, it's a quite inspiring thing to see, but I've also seen behind the scenes and seen people make some uh, crazy ass decisions or come upon things where I was like, what uh, very disorganized, you know, or whatever. Um, and it's the same as shows, you know, yeah. having thrown shows, multiple shows that were, um, uh, you know, sold out did really well. Um, uh, you see the, where things fall apart or where behind the scenes people cut corners or whatever. Uh, and yeah, I guess in the UK, they just do it right every time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I guess they got, got it down pat cause here you don't see things staying around for too long, Or they go do a couple of years, they do pretty well. And then they try and make it bigger and then they drop the ball or something like that happens. I don't know. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. not, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that everybody's in, it is has nefarious reasons or people can't do that or that there was anything that was like life endangering that I saw, but just, you know, seeing behind the curtain, you see how much work it is, but you also see, you know, unfortunately some people cutting corners, um, but yeah, we should go. We should go out there. Sorry, that was my rant about about festivals. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well,
1: festivals, some of them are blatantly disrespectful to the audience. Like, some of them are just such obvious cash grabs. Like, obviously, you know, like, obviously, we watched the whole fire festival and all that shit go down. Like. We reached a point, like, people people know what festivals are now. They know that they're just, like, they're fucking shit. And, which is so funny, and we talked about this previously, of how my I had this obsession with Woodstock 99 and how I constantly talked about how it was a disaster. And then, you know, the whole documentary actually came out. People were like, wow, it was a disaster. I was like, yeah, haven't you watched the Limp Bizkit footage? I've been telling you this. Festivals are a shit show. They suck. Yeah. But in England, in the UK... I've watched some Rock Am rings. I watched some Glass and Berry clips. Looks fun as fuck. Looks, yeah, looks hell, like, yeah. Looks like ju- hell yeah. I wanna I wanna I wanna paint my face like fucking what's his face? Mel Gibson in that movie and just yell something. William Wallace. Yeah, even though I'm pretty sure he's a terrible person, but like whatever. William Wallace? I don't know Lord what Mel William Gibson? Wallace act. Of William Wallace. I don't know what he actually stood for. I don't know what his business is.
0: He stood for the for the liberation and freedom of Scotland. Okay, okay. That's for, cool. I the, didn't know. I didn't impress- know. Have you, have you not seen <laughs> free Hearts?
1: Um no, not wow. in like a minute. My man, like it's I mean, been. It's,
0: that movie's a banger. That's a that's that's up for possibly something we talk about with the understanding that Mel Gibson, you know, yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I would definitely want to go out there and see them. I would definitely want to see, uh, I I can't wait to see what they do next. Um, they have a very steady output. I mean, they put out Crawler this November. They put out, uh, Ultramano last year in September. Uh, they put out joy as an act of resistance in 2018 and brutalism in 2017. They're, album output is very uh the turnover is very quick and they just keep get, getting better. I hope the next album they do with Kenny Beats again, that would be super sick. Um that'd be cool. And I would love to see them put out continue to put out music. Um they're so so uh uh so necessary as a band and so good. Mm-hmm. They're just so good. Uh and I hope to see them continue to rise. Uh, up in the ranks. I don't. I don't know if we want to. Is there anything else you want to cover? Or should we? Uh...
1: Yeah. Uh, there's just one last thing I really want to talk about. Is that they're one of the few that I can think of guitar-driven bands. Mm, um, mm. this band guitars are so essential to this band, and you might think you'll go listen to Crawler and you'll be like oh it's all keyboard no a lot of that shit you hear on Crawler those are guitars and i didn't know that i assumed it was all keyboards i assumed that was kenny beats doing but no i watched videos of them live that's them on guitars the the shit they're doing now like in like in the song like the wheel like they use like this deep like distortion that drop tunes the guitar and it just sounds so huge and just fucking Big, and you know, as we progress further and further, and there's less and less guitars in rock music, it's it's cool to see a band that's figuring out how to make guitars sound big and sound cool without just fucking slamming chords together and like doing unique things with like the instrument and you know like. I don't know, like it's very Nine Inch Nails-esque of mixing synth and guitars and creating the sort of wall of sound theory of making a lot of instruments do the same thing at once to create like an indistinguishable sort of new instrument. And I think Idols is kind of doing that too with guitars and keeping guitars loud and in your face and fucking like cool. Like, I don't know. It's a very much and shout outs to the UK and England for loving rock music and respecting it and still producing great rock bands as America continues to make shittier and shittier rock bands. Um, thank you for, you know, idols. Thank you for like people like Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes or the Gallows, which, you know, Grey Britain, uh, that album is the precursor to a lot of the things that now Idols are writing about. You know, Great Britain warned everybody that England was going to fucking collapse, and now Idols is here telling us, hey, it's okay. We can dance in the rubble and have a good time. So, thank you.
0: you know, shout out the UK. <laughs> shout out UK
1: rap, too. Quiet, also, yeah, shout quiet, out Slow quiet, tie, Shout out Grime Music. Quietly, like that, they're,
0: quietly, yeah. quietly taking over... Uh, and influencing everything. Uh, and I mean, I could talk for a long time about how the rise of grime and UK hip hop and UK trap music and stuff is influencing, uh, everything. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with the, you know, boy, better, no skepta. Um, um, you know, a lot of those, uh, uh, larger artists that we're seeing, have mainstream, um, success over here, but it's also a lot of smaller artists and producers and, uh, just the general vibe of, of grime and of, um, kind of the UK, uh, UK style hip hop that you're, that are quietly influencing through proxies like Drake, uh, are influencing tons and tons of shit over here. And a lot of, Mm -hmm. UK hip hop artists are killer. Slow tie, mm-hmm. Skepta. Um, oh, what's his name? I how can I not forget his name? I mean, gigs is good. Um, um, oh my god, he just put out Stormzy? an album. Stormzy. Stormzy, yeah. The only,
1: Stormzy. The only other British guys I know are Stormzy and Dave. Oh, Dave's
0: sick. Dave. Yeah, is those are so the only British sick. rappers I know. Um yes. there's like, there's a bunch of I'm not going to go through a whole list of all this stuff, but there's tons and tons of UK drill artists that are, are making uh mm. huge waves. Heady one all the, yeah, there's just, it's, it's, it's so sick. Uh, uh, I'm glad you said slow tie. Cause I love slow tie and yeah. Uh, well, and they have, so uh, with idols. Yeah, so. I know <laughs> that kind of fits. Uh, and they worked with Ken and slow tie worked with Kenny beats a bunch. Um, yeah. you know, that, that's shout out the UK We you got love for you. Uh, and there are people all over the world listening to your music and I'm glad you brought up the guitar stuff because, um, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to repeat any of it, but correct. I'll drink to that. Cheers. Um, just yeah. outstanding stuff from an outstanding band. Um, and I'm so glad we got to talk about about them you should uh check them out uh idolsband.com idols on all streaming services i would definitely recommend uh if you want to start from the start uh brutalism is the way to go but uh if you're not picky about doing it you know um chronologically joy and crawler would be the two that
1: i say Mm -hmm. to start with uh because they and My recommendation would be maybe don't even listen to them. Go on YouTube and watch a concert because honestly, this band live so fucking good. Yeah, and and, and, yeah, there are songs that I didn't like by them that I went and then watched them play them live, and I was like, oh, that's how the song is supposed to be played. That fucking rips. And yeah, they're a fantastic live band. They don't sound exactly like the record. They sound like a live band. And they play their songs differently live, and it's, they're great. But it's and, and, but
0: even when they play it differently live, they appropriately. This is what I was trying to say before. They in, in appropriately uh, extrapolate the live version from the recorded version. Yeah, it's it's done in yeah. such a way where it maintains fidelity to the song mm-hmm. on the album, but it also presents it in a way that's that's performed flawlessly live and yeah. the songs that they play some of them sound very similar to the stuff on the album and it's almost a one-to-one mm-hmm. you know you're like yeah. this sounds exactly like how it does on the album it's mm-hmm. they're just great musicians uh great artists um i like that you should go check out their live shows on youtube and online they have a live album too um yep called uh uh, a beautiful thing well they have two uh they have a beautiful thing idols live uh at le bataclan and then live at ramsgate music hall um and those you can find those online too uh and yeah they're they're just really killer and and uh i recommend you check out their music videos too because their music videos go hard i can't believe we didn't even talk about them oh oh my god i
1: I completely forgot because the video for fucking uh, Colossus is one of my favorite things ever is how like he's inside of like the box. And then at the end, it like shows him. Tra- and then also the video for Danny Nadelko, which, you know, has a guy going around doing, you know, he's reclaiming the white power hand gesture thing Cause you know, it's a pro immigrant song. So he's going around with people of color and doing that i guess to reclaim it and shout out to them fuck racism that shit sucks and also danny mcdelko is actually the vocalist of another uk band called heavy lungs which is uh, which are also associated with idols so um yeah yeah and they've got
0: just absolute like their albums are, are their videos are super sick you know what their videos remind me of uh and you know what they remind me of kind of in a different obviously a different genre, but there's a lot of uh, uh, kind of like similar ways of, of existing Um, maybe not so much near the end of their career, but the first two or three let live albums uh, very, very similar kind of like, I mean, let live is like post hardcore and whatever, but very, very similar mm-hmm. uh ethos and what they were trying to say and do, and their videos rip and um you know, I love the video videos for the beachland ballroom, um I love the videos for uh, Yeah, for, for Colossus, we're using the box with the candles when the lights come on. There's just so many good videos. Yeah. It's, it's really worth they're worth checking out for their music videos. And I love a band or artist that really t- puts thought into uh, putting out uh, uh, visuals that go with their music. Um, and one more thing before we... Uh, end out is uh I just want to shout out Kenny Beats again because um I got mad respect for him he's an amazing producer and uh I'm so happy that idols and him got together and put out Crawler cuz like I said it's in my top 5 for the year really really really, really yeah. like it it's really um, good yeah.
1: uh I just want to say shout out to that fucking Let Live um cuz yeah no it's very similar yeah definitely for sure there's definitely something there in which they took something within a pretty um, confined genre and went farther beyond you could. Like post-hardcore is a very, very almost boring genre. And they, they're they probably like the last band that really fucking did something cool within that genre. So shout outs to them. That would be a cool tour if they were still a band, but I'm pretty sure they're doing something. No, it's
0: the the guy from it is doing Fever, the Fever three three three. Oh, or the Fever okay, Fever that band
1: sucks. Yeah. Sorry, but Fever three 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 sucks.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it's a I'm shame sorry. because because uh uh, fake history is like one of my favorite albums of all time. So like, I'm like, yeah, that really sucks. But um, you yeah. know what? It's, uh, it's good. And I also want to say, sorry, earlier, if you heard some rumbling coming from my side, uh, my cat grace has been jumping up on my lap over and over again. And I was holding wow. her and she was purring and I, I didn't realize that she might've been that really loud. You might hear her right now too. She's right beside the no.
1: microphone. People are probably just going to be like, oh, that's what that subtle serotonin rush to my head was. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't hurt. I love it. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, so I think that's pretty much it for our Idols Idols Pod. What, um,
1: yeah. Oh, they're literally my second most mis- listened to artist this year, according to Spotify. Second to West Side Gun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in good company. In good company. Yes. Yeah, oh, so, <laughs>
1: Yeah. And so basically Crawler and Hitler We're Her- wears Hermes eight. Those are my, that's, that's my top, I guess, three since Hitler's wears Hermes is a double album. So boom, boom. There you go. There. Well, we've
0: already covered. Oh, sorry. Well, we've already covered the first, uh, we've already uh, covered uh, Griselda uh, with our friend Emerson. Yep. If you haven't heard that episode, please go back and listen to it. It's a good one. Um we're coming up on the holiday season. Uh, gonna try and stay in as consistent as we can with, with doing uh mm-hmm. the podcast, but because uh of the holidays, there may be a little bit of a break here and there. But we are planning uh some more and guests.
1: We'll, we'll probably get in maybe a Christmas movie episode, maybe a year in review episode. But, you know, yeah, you might, you know, come December 20th, you might not hear from us until, like, the new year. Perhaps. Yeah. Um,
0: the, uh, but, yeah, we are planning, and I think you said a year in review. You cut out there, but uh, I think that would oh, be a yes, cool yeah. episode to do a year in review. Yeah. T- kind of like a lazy bird and talk about, uh, you know, our favorite yes, stuff we'll for the year and all the, this We'll stuff. do the
1: bird report, we'll call it. <laughs>
0: the bird report? I love it. Yeah. the The Hell bird yeah. report. Annual bird report. All right. So we'll probably do a Christmas movie and the bird report and, uh, maybe something else. If we can find the time, if not, then we'll do come back to in the new year. We are planning, as I said, to have some more guests on, uh, and we are planning to hopefully do another party bird episode, um, with our friends and, uh, and that's, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that was the, the idols pod. Um, mm-hmm. I got a couple of clerical things to run through real quickly. Um, today is the December is December 10th or the day that you'll be listening to this is December 10th um, from the inside studios. Welcome inside the collaborative uh, project uh, that they've put out is now available to listen to on SoundCloud, YouTube and select other streaming services. It will be uh, coming to Apple music and Spotify, um, early next week, I figure. Uh, and, uh, and you should definitely check it out. Uh, I myself, uh, am featured on a track with my friends, Dr. Meats and Emerson Mm, Corleone, a client. Yes. Your client, um, who, uh, was on the show on our Griselda pod. We have a track called one night in the cemetery. Uh, it's been remixed, uh, and remastered for the, uh, welcome inside tape there's also music from our homies Wednesday and Flexo. uh there's a solo track from Arson Corleone there's Cena. there's a bunch of other people a bunch of different genres so I highly recommend that you uh go and check it out and share it uh run it up um you know shout out those guys over at FTI shout out Maddie Mm uh it's real nice to be featured on the project and um and you know that aside from uh the next thing i'm going to talk about uh it was the only music that i released all year um uh one night in the cemetery uh it was the only rap music that i released all year but yeah. fear not uh people out in the in the world who give a shit about me making rap music it's reader season baby i'm back Ooh. and today you can stream my, uh, my, my rebirth, my resurrection, uh, track called pressure, uh, produced by young Hakim, Uh, and I'm not lying when I say I've got some bars for y'all. Uh, and, uh, and I'm very proud of this track. I put a lot of time and effort into it. And, um, so far the reviews are great. Otis has heard it. He said it was bars spelled it out letter by letter. Uh, which yes, was- I
1: said it was B A R S O funk master flex gif
0: yeah that was it that was his response so uh you can stream that on soundcloud for certain uh the reason why there's a delay there's something up with DistroKid, um but it might be out on streaming services today uh if not it will be in the next couple days and then after that i've got a bunch of stuff in the vault high strangeness is like 98% ninety eight percent done ninety five percent done. Uh, I'm real close, gonna drop that in the new year. I've got some singles that I'm gonna be working with some cool producers and some cool artists. Uh, I'm going to try to be consistent from this point on until a year from now and release music every month. Uh, and hopefully uh this whole Omicron variant stuff and the numbers die down next summer, I might be able to get on stage again. Uh, but for now, i'm back i've got a new outlook it's all about the music and i'm just going to try and get as much out to uh, the world and, and speak my piece and have some fun doing it so stream pressure, share it do all that stuff uh that you need to do if you like it let me know uh yeah so that's that's pretty much it that's all i had to say yeah. do you have anything going on
1: um oh what's this sorry it's just handed an envelope here um uh okay um this is coming straight from the uh desk of a uh, Dr Meets uh for immediate re- release oh shit uh coming this September Dr Meets Yahweh EP September That's all it says Sorry December <laughs> I I I'm, I'm illiterate Sorry I Sorry, it is written like it looks like uh, the Zodiac killers' writing. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. I think yeah. I decipher this. Does that sound right?
0: That sounds Doctor right. Doctor Meets
1: Yahweh EP December.
0: Well, then uh, mm. the cats out the okay. bag. Cats out the bag. Uh, Yahweh EP Doctor Meets first first release full release coming this December as well. I guess I guess the streets are are going to be eating good. Uh, and uh, having a bit of a hand in that myself, I can say that it rips. Uh,
1: wait, wait, and- wait, wait! I, I, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I misread this. Oh shit! Yahweh the single dropping soon, followed by Corpus Crispy the EP. Sorry, the this Zodiac writing is very hard to decipher here. Sorry, this I don't does know he not where he Does he from. not have a cell phone? Like. I don't know. I I don't know what this guy has. I don't even, I don't even, this could be written in blood for all I know. I don't even think this is ink, dude. This might be actually like hard oil. This might be hard crude oil. This is written in. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, I'm going to have to dispose of that. That's, that's a criminal dossier.
0: A criminal dossier sounds exactly up his alley. Yes. Okay. So we have the clarification. Yahweh, the single yeah. From Corpus Christi EP coming out this month. Uh, and then the Corpus Christi EP coming shortly afterwards. Uh, again, had a bit of a hand in that myself. I can tell y'all it slaps. Uh, pressure out now. It slaps. Uh, go listen to Welcome Inside. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with a, uh, another episode. And go stream Idols. Go watch Idols. Go stream One Night in the Cemetery. Uh, I don't think I think that's pretty much it go listen to our old episodes if you haven't heard them oh yeah that's it <laughs> alright well have a good one guys uh, I'll see you next week remember initiate the protocol peace
1: peace out y'all